Good morning, church. How's everybody today? Good. Good to see you. Welcome to church. And uh, we've already had an incredible time of worship uh, at both of our campuses. And I welcome you. If you're a first-time guest at our church today, we're glad to have you. And we hope that you feel welcome and that you feel the warm welcome of God's people and the sweet spirit of God that is in the house today. We welcome those that are joining us online and I welcome folks at both of our campuses today and we give God the praise for what he's doing at both of our campuses churchwide. North Star's a place where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything is possible. You got it. You got it. Our vision here at North Star, in case this is your first time or you just need reminding, our vision is to glorify God by making disciples of all nations. That means both here at home, across the street, and across the sea. And so we exist so that those that are far from God will draw near to him through the power of Jesus Christ. The reason I say these statements every week or almost every week is because I want you to learn them. I want you to learn them. So if somebody says to you, hey, what's North Star about? Well, just like you're loaded and you say, I mean loaded, ready to fire it off and say, in case somebody wasn't thinking the same way I'm thinking, you're ready. And just say, our, our vision, well, our vision at North Star is, is to glorify God by making disciples of all nations. It's a place where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, anything is possible. So share those things with people. And let me just challenge you right now just to invite people, invite, invite, invite people to worship with you. We've been excited this week to have been, and it's still continuing through tomorrow, a Operation Christmas Child drop-off location, a collection site. And we've had some incredible volunteers from both of our campuses come together and, and uh, pray together and serve together. It's been good, and you'll hear more about that perhaps later in the service today. Are you glad you came to church today? Give God a praise clap. All right. I, um, I can't wait to preach this message it's just one of those messages that I think all of them are, are that way because I love to, to be a spokesperson for, for the Lord. But this message in this series, we just started last week called Frequency, Cutting Through the Noise. And we're talking about hearing the voice of God. Last week, we talked about if you're going to hear the voice of God for direction for your life, number one, you've got to have a relationship with him. Amen. You've got to know the voice of God, but you've got to know God. And so if you've come to our campuses today and you don't know the Lord, that's the key. Uh, you need to know him. Jesus said, enter in at the straight gate. That's King James Version, by the way. The New International says the narrow way. Uh, the word straight is like the, the straight of Magellan. It's a narrow passageway. And Jesus said, if you're going to come to me, you've got to come the narrow way. You've got to go 
through me. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me. And so you need to know the shepherd's voice, and then you need to learn how to to recognize it. I said last week, it's inherent. It's like in our, it's it's hardwired in us. And if you're an unbeliever, uh, you can hear God's voice drawing you, okay? And, but you need that relationship with him. And then I said, it's, it's intentional. You've, you've got to be intentional. People say, I just don't seem like, it just doesn't seem like I ever hear the voice of God. Well, don't you think that if God, the, the creator of the universe, is communicating, he wants us to hear it? And don't you think if, if God is, and he is a speaking God, if he does have a message for us, don't you want to know what it is? Well, of course you do. And so it's built in, but it's intentional. You've got to, you've got to put yourself in the place under the teaching of the Word, in a small group, um, in the Word of God. And then I said it's learned, and it's, it grows, it matures in you. Today, I'm going to be talking on the subject of listening to God and some ways that we can listen to God and not only listen to God, but obey God. Amen. James said, don't just be hearers of the word only, but be ye doers of the word. So today I want you to turn with me to our text. It's Proverbs chapter three. I'm going to begin with two verses and we're going to come back to it as we normally do. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, submit to him and he, God, will make your paths straight. He will make your paths straight. Let's pray for just a moment. Father, thank you for today and Thank you for the opportunity of, of coming together, God, and just circling up around the Word of God. And I pray today that you would take um, these next few moments and just speak in our language. Speak to us, each one of us individually, exactly the way that we need to hear this being presented today. And we pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, as we study, this is, I feel like I'm teaching today. It's a fine line between teaching and preaching. I'm going to preach a little bit and I'm going to teach a little bit. Is that okay? I'm going to do it anyway. But uh, uh, today, I want to talk about listening to God's voice after you have a relationship with Him, but obeying God's voice when He speaks to you. And He is a speaking God, praise God. We don't have to go around wondering, is he going to speak? Does he have a word for me? I'm telling you, he's got a word for you. And I'm telling you, he's speaking to you. He may be doing it in many different ways, but he, he is speaking. And we need to get on his frequency, quite frankly. All right? And sometimes, sometimes God is speaking to me, and I know God. He knows me. He made me. I know sometimes, though, that God is probably thinking or saying, I wish this guy would just listen to me. This is the hard-headedest. 
I'm, I'm being very open and transparent. Thank you for not amening that. But I think this is what God is saying sometimes. He says, this guy is so hard-headed. His ears are stopped up. He, he must be wearing earplugs. And you're laughing, but you know God is probably saying the same thing about others <laughs> that are listening today. He is a speaking God, and he wants us to hear him. Now, I've got two things. Two things. And we're done. <laughs> uh, two things. The first one. If you're taking notes, I, I want to ask the question, what happens when God speaks? What happens when God speaks? I want to I use the book of Proverbs chapter 3. He says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not into your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. And so when God, he is a speaking God, and so when God speaks, what happens? What happens? I love the way the message um, translation puts it. It says, listen to God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He is the one that will keep you on track. That's the message, all right? Listen to God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go, because it is God who will keep you on track. So, what happens when God speaks? Number one, it protects me from bad decisions. It protects me from decisions that I should not make. Have you ever made a, a bad decision? He looked back and he said, I can't believe that. I can't believe I, I said that. I can't believe I reacted that way. I can't believe that I chose that path. But when you're listening to God, it will help you. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not into your own understanding. The first Bible, the first preaching Bible. You know the difference in a preaching Bible and a regular Bible? There's not any. Anyway, I feel full of it today. Um, my mother, when I uh, had uh, made the decision and received the call from God to be in vocational ministry, my mother wrote... Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 in my Bible. So I know it. It's special to me. It helps as I listen to God and I hear his voice. It, it, it helps me. It prevents me from making bad decisions and bad choices. Don't raise your hand, but how many have made bad decisions? choices this week don't raise your hand I'm raising mine but how many have made bad decisions when you get al get alone with God it'll help you to make less bad decisions it will help you to make good choices it'll help you to make good decisions and go the the right path trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own your own that's the problem your own understanding sometimes we try to figure it out this is what I know. God wants to help you make decisions, the right kind of decisions, that, that don't derail your life because he knows the best path for us. He created us. And so when he speaks to you, he's, he's speaking to, make, to help you, uh, to prevent you from making bad decisions, decisions that will 
derail your life. Have you ever been derailed in your spiritual life? Some would say, yes, I have. And, it, and it's been a long time coming back. It's been, a, it's, been, it's been a struggle. I just don't feel it anymore. I don't, I don't feel like I felt then. Well, that's, that's your fault. Because God is helping you if, if you'll listen to him and get on his frequency, cutting through the noise that's around you, get on his frequency and listen, and he'll help you to make the right decisions. In chapter 3, verse 7, it says, verse 7, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. What happens when God speaks? Number two, it fills me. It builds me up with confidence and strength. And let let me illustrate that. God, this is me talking to God. God, help me to make the right decisions. I'm I'm listening. And and I I know you're speaking. Yes, Lord, okay. Lord, guide my steps today. And you know what? When when he starts guiding my steps and I'm, my attitude is better and my choices are, are better and I'm praying and it's not a one-sided conversation. That's the way some of us pray sometimes. It's like talking on the telephone and saying everything you've got to say and then slamming the phone down. You need to listen to God. And when you do, it brings confidence and strength. And, and so when I see, okay, <laughs> you, you open that door. Thank you, God. Whew, I feel good about that. It gives me confidence to live the Christian life. It gives me strength. And then I pray again. You know why? Because I know he's listening. And I know he has my best interests at heart. And so I pray and I see God answer another prayer. It gives me strength for the day. I can face anything because I know I have confidence and strength in the Lord. Third, it is the secret to a productive life. It's the secret to a productive life. Have you ever felt like you're, you're just spinning your wheels? Have you, ever, have you ever felt like you're not going anywhere, uh, especially spiritually, and that you're not making a headway? Start listening to God. When you listen to God, he, he prevents you from making bad decisions. He gives you confidence and strength. And it is a secret. It is a secret found in the Bible, open for us to see, of living a productive life. You'll accomplish more. You'll feel better about it more. You'll love more. You'll care more. You'll be compassionate more. You'll give more. You'll serve more. You'll be productive when you listen to God. He says, again, in in verse 5 and 6, he says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not into your own understanding in all your ways. Submit to him. And he will make your paths straight. I told you I only had two things today. Here's the second one. Some of you looked at me like, you got more than two things. This is it. This is it. Right here. Second thing. (laughs) What happens when God speaks? How does God speak? I think that's the million dollar question. How does God speak? How does God speak? Well, there are various different ways that God speaks to us. The first one is found in 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 3. 
It says all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. If you don't get in the Bible, God is not going to have the freedom to speak to you the way he wants to speak to you. You see, number one, God speaks through the Bible. God speaks through the Bible. That book that we bring on Sunday must not be the only day that the book is used. Get in the book. Let the book get into you. Um, Read it through. Pray it in. Let the book get into your life. So when when you read the Bible, it's God's compass. It's true north. You want to know how to go? Read the Bible. Because God speaks through the Bible. You see, God's Word, sometimes you hear preachers say this usually, it is divinely inspired, it is inerrant, it is without error. It is His book. It is inspired, inerrant, it is infallible. And that's the book. God's Word is totally reliable. God's Word is completely true. And God's Word guides us, just like the the North Star guides us, or a compass. It is the compass that guides our life. So, well, okay, so I need to get in the Word. Yes. I I think I'm going to pray about that. Listen, that kills me. You don't have to pray about, I I know the Bible says in all things with prayer and supplication, And uh, pray, Jesus said, when you pray, pray this way. But you know something? He's already answered a lot of our prayers if we just read the book. There are some things you really don't have to pray about. Church attendance. (laughs) You don't have to pray about, God, should I get up and go this morning? (laughs) What's what's he going to do? Say, nah, just take this one off, okay? You good? You got 51 others. You don't have to pray about going to church. Going to a church is where we recalibrate from a a hectic week or a hectic life in general. And and church is where we fellowship with other believers, and I don't need to pray about that. In fact, uh, the times that you you wake up on Sunday and um, think about whether or not to go or not, you really don't feel like going. You've been going all week. You've had this to go to, that to go to. You're tired. Just need one. Just need one day. It's the days that you really don't feel like it, but you do anyway that God tends to speak the most. <laughs> and so you don't have to pray about tithing. Tithing, you don't have to pray about that. God, how much should I tithe? 10%. He's done told you. <laughs> He's already said it. And to, to disobey to not tithe is disobedience. So, well, I'm obeying God in this way, in this way, in this way. It's, listen, partial disobedience is complete disobedience. And so we need to give, we need to serve, we need to tithe. You don't have to pray about witnessing. God, should I witness? God has already told you. So, God speaks, number one. God speaks through his word. Notice verse 9 and 10. 
It says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crops. Then your barns will be filled or overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. And so the first thing is that God speaks through his word. Second, God speaks through teachers, preachers, and pastors. We're not the only ones that God speaks through. We're just some of them. Do you mean, Pastor T, that God uses you when you stand up there and talk? Yes. And quite frankly, I'm very humbled by that. I'm thinking like Moses, how how could God use me? If I were God, I would give up on Terry a long time ago. But yes, God, God speaks through teachers, preachers, pastors, as they rightly divide the word of truth as, as we open up the book and we talk. I, I pray weeks and months in advance, God, what would you have me to say? How, what is the word that we need to hear? And you know, I'm a user. Uh, I don't just dispel it. I don't just, just dispatch it, dispense it. I use it. And every message, every message God has already and is doing a work in my life. I, I, people tell me sometimes, Pastor T, man, that hit, that hit home today. Somebody came up to me after one service and said, that was awesome. They weren't talking about my sermon. I thought they were at first, but they were talking about something else. And it kind of let the air out of my balloon. But, um, you know, a year from now, I'll have forgotten that, and I'll think, that person told me my preaching was awesome. You know, uh, sometimes people say, man, you've been reading my mail, haven't you? <laughs> no, I haven't. I'm not the NSA for God. <laughs> I don't have a clue, really. The majority of people I know, I, I want to know as many as possible, but I know very little as far as what's going on in a person's life privately and but what God does, and, and I pray this every Sunday, every single Sunday that I walk out on the stage, I say, God, all of you, none of me. I, I'll open my mouth and, 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 and just let it come out of my brain in a very careful way, not to make too many mistakes. But God is the one by his spirit that speaks to each individual need. It's not Terry Ledbetter, it's God, and he speaks to us. Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians, he says, and we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, you heard it from us. You accepted it not as a human word, but as it is actually is, not uh, the, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. You know, almost, almost every um, major decision that I have ever made in my entire life was made in a church service. It wasn't lying in the bed at, at home. It wasn't sitting in the recliner. Almost, almost every major decision that I have ever made was in a service just like this. I would be standing there worshiping during the worship and or hearing um, a speaker, and God would, would, in, would speak to my heart, and I would listen to him. 
and I would follow him. So yes, God does speak and he, he uses many different ways. One is the word of God. One is uh, teachers, preachers, and pastors. Third, God speaks to us through impressions from the Holy Spirit. Impressions from the Holy Spirit. He still does that. Now be careful. Because when I say impressions, this is things that come to our, our, our thoughts and to our heart. You know what I'm saying? I just feel impressed to do this. or to, I feel impressed to help someone. Uh, but what, what I want to say is uh, the devil uses impressions too. It's called temptations. Okay, temptation is not a sin. Jesus was tempted but yet never sinned. Temptation is when you, you give in to the temptation. And so be careful because Satan is trying to tempt us. God will never tempt us. He will test us. But God uses impressions to, to, teeth, to, to show us, to speak to us by his Holy Spirit. The Gospel of John, chapter 14. He said, Jesus said, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said. You say, Pastor T, all right, so impressions from the Holy Spirit. All right, I'm with you. It could be the devil trying to tempt you. It could be something you have just thought up because you wanted to do it. But how, here's the question, Pastor, how do I know that it's the Holy Spirit? That's a good question. Let me give you some things that would serve as like a test or a guide. Number one, the Holy Spirit will never contradict God's Word. These are just bullets. These are going to go fast. But number one, the Holy Spirit will never contradict God's Word. People, you know, people have come to me in, in the years of ministry and said, you know, I think it's okay that I'm living this kind of lifestyle because God doesn't really cover that in the Bible. No, it's covered in the Bible. Yeah, there's some gray areas, but God gives us a set of guidelines and a blueprint, right? It, the Holy Spirit will never tell you to do something that will contradict what God has said in the Bible. It'll never happen. It'll, it is not from the Holy Spirit. Number two, uh, if it's from the Holy Spirit, I know that it will be drawing me closer to God. It'll draw me closer to God. It'll draw me nearer to Him. So I'm listening and I have an impression. It's not going to con contradict God's Word. And, but second, it will draw me. It, it gets me closer to God I mean, in fellowship with God. Another one, uh, do Christian friends confirm it? It's okay to be seeking God's will in something. I mean, that's good. We need to be seeking God and seeking His will. But sometimes we, we need the counsel of godly friends. We need the counsel of other believers. And so you go to a, a, a trusted, um, growing, mature believer and say, you know, I feel, like, I feel like God is trying to tell me something. I feel like God is like guiding my path this way. What do you think? Have you seen it? 
Have, have you seen that? I know it's, just, it's not you, but have, I'm seeking counsel. Have you seen that? And sometimes I'll just have to say, uh, no, I really haven't seen that. I really, I don't, I'm not God, but you asked me my opinion and my advice. And I don't know that that's, if that's what God is really trying to say to you. Now, if you're a maturing believer, go to somebody else. And, and let, let Christian friends confirm it. But now, don't keep going to people until you get the answer that you want. Okay? Because that may not be an impression of the Holy Spirit. That may be an impression of you wanting it so bad that you'll ask around until you finally get the answer that you're looking for. A fourth one, I think this is four. Um... Does it align with my gifts and passions? I'm not saying that God want, will not get you out of your comfort zone. But, and oftentimes as we serve and do missions, sometimes it is outside of our, our comfort zone. But if God is impressing you, one way that he speaks is by the Holy Spirit impressing you Ask the question, does this really align with, with my gifts and my passions? And then number five, or E, if you're taking notes, does what God, I think, is impressing me to do, does it build up the body of Christ? Does it build up the church? Does it build up Christ and his, his bride? I don't think he'll ask you to do anything. Number one, that contradicts the word, but I don't think he'll ask you to do, to do anything that is not edifying, that is not building up the body of Christ. A passage of scripture in the Old Testament, Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. Sometimes it, this is referred to as um, God's telephone number. <laughs> Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Call to me, and I will answer you, and tell you great and unsearchable things that you don't know. Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me, just come to me, call upon me, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'll show you, God said. C.S. Lewis said, God whispers in our pleasure. He speaks in our conscience. And he shouts in our pain. What I have found in my own life and in ministry, in ministering to thousands of people through the years, what I have found, God does speak. He speaks sometimes a still, small voice. I love what C.S. Lewis said, the whispers in our pleasure, speaks in our conscience and shouts through our pain and in our pain. What I have found is oftentimes God uses pain, brokenhearted, physical pain, broken friendship. I, I have seen God use, not cause, but I've seen God use those things. 
I've seen God use the storms of life to sometimes to correct me. I've used this before, by the way. There's, I, I think I thought of another one for this message. He uses the storms to correct us. We're going the wrong way. <laughs> and so he allows a storm. This is God speaking. He allows the storm to come my way to help correct me. Sometimes he uses the pain and the difficulties and the storms of life to protect us. To protect us. Sometimes he uses the, the storms in life to direct us. Sometimes he uses the storms in our lives to perfect us. And if I've used one twice, then I don't think I have a new one. Here's the new one. He uses the storms in life to sometimes redirect us. He has already directed us, but he, now he's redirecting us. And so... He uses these things. Verse 11 says, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke. This is what I know. The pain, the difficulties of life will either cause you to run to God or from God. You'll either run to him or you're going to run from him. I don't know about you. I want to run to him. And you need to run to him, too. How does God speak? God speaks through the circumstances in life. Will you let him, will you listen to him, and will you follow him with your life? Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the Word of God and how it speaks right to our heart, to our soul. God, today I pray for that or those individuals that are struggling. I pray for those that are away from you. I pray for those that are, have gotten off track and speak to them. I pray for those that are facing the storms of life speak to them. I pray for those that are in good times right now. Speak to them. Today, if you realize for the very first time that you don't have that relationship with God, I want to give you an opportunity today to make that decision you can pray and just ask him from your heart. It's, it's not just repeating words. It's nothing magical about a prayer, but it's, it's prayer. It's talking to God. It's, it's a heart decision, not just a head knowledge. It's saying, God, I put my trust in you. You can say something like this. God, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and he rose on the third day. Today, I repent. I turn from my sins and I turn to Jesus. It's not just something that I'm, I'm thinking in my head, but God, it's something I'm, 
that's coming from my, my heart. And I put my trust in you as Savior, and I follow you as Lord. If you made that decision today, that's the most important decision that you could have ever made in your entire life. If you made that decision, I want to ask you to do one thing, is fill out the card on the handout that you received, or there's one in the seat pocket in front of you. And bring that to one of our pastors or to guest services, counter, and we have a book that we want to give you. Maybe your prayer today is, Lord, help me to be who you created me to be. I want to hear from you, and I want to follow you. Okay, I'm going to ask that everyone at both of our campuses, please stand with me. I want to pray for you. We have a, a closing word of uh, worship, song of worship, and then we'll dismiss. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the, the Bible. Thank you for how it speaks to our hearts. God, thank you for the word that we've been given today. And God, we pray that you would just, by your Spirit, apply these truths to our hearts and help us to leave here different because we decided to follow you and to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and to not lean into our own understandings, but in all of our ways to acknowledge you. And so today, Father, that's what I pray for every person I pray, God, for clarity. I pray, God, that they would be on your frequency and that, God, you'd move in all of our hearts today. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen.